If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I'm ruined, Dov. You know everything about me. My dietary habits, my web of lies and bullshit and deceit. I can never end this podcast. I'm trapped. And I'm Av Sinensky. And Alex, I was wondering, how is Dr. Jen's vagina? <laughs> it's better. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss Season 4, Episode 8, Wandering Bear, which originally aired on February 22nd, 2004. And we're squeezing in this recording in between a couple of calls. So let's jump right into the recap. All right, let's do it. So we are uh, at home with Larry, and he's sitting on the couch watching some Girls Gone Wild. Uh, Jeff calls, and turns out he's also watching Girls Gone Wild. He wants well, there's to only one channel, as we know. <laughs> we, two, well, two, he, says, he says, oh, are you watching channel, yeah. I think, 57? It's all, yeah. um, and they're both very excited about the girls who have gone wild, and they both decide that they must have it. Um, they want to buy the tapes, but they want to be discreet. So they come up with a plan to order the tapes to be delivered to Larry's office so that their wives won't find out. Yeah. Um, Cheryl comes in. He quickly changes the channel. He wants to know if Larry has seen her palm pilot. Um, the palm pilot thing is weird. It comes up a couple times, but it never goes anywhere. Yeah. Um, she also wants to know if he has uh, had a chance to take care of the poison oak that has been going in the backyard and larry says not yet but jeff has this uh indian guy he knows named wandering bear and you know he'll speak to him and maybe he could come help yeah Um, and then and what i would say is the most unrealistic thing that's happened on curb so far cheryl starts complaining that her and larry haven't had sex in a while well she has tried to initiate a few times and he's rebuffed her yeah um, the part that doesn't yeah, make sense he, to me is he's so horny that he wants to watch the girls gone wild but he's not interested in having actual sex with his actual wife um, yeah, it's well, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. Um, you have a very lovely wife right there. She's yeah. she's a girl. Maybe figure out a way to make her go wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's like, well, you know, I had the whole thing with the dog bite. But she's like, yeah, but that's OK now. Um, then, they, you know, she says, well, he says, well, you know, you're you got off the pill and I don't really like condoms. She says, well, you know, how about I make an appointment for you to go get a vasectomy to which she says, I'll go buy the condoms. Yeah, I don't like there are many forms of birth control other than the pill and condoms and a vasectomy, right? Yeah, like, pulling out works great. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't mean to get involved in Larry and Cheryl's personal life, but like, have they not heard of like, I don't know, like an IUD, for example? Yeah, I mean, they should be able to figure this out. Yeah, there's a lot of are. options out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they should. She, Larry shouldn't be depriving himself over, you know, what are what should not be an issue. Yeah. Well, Larry doesn't um, have kids in this show, so he clearly doesn't want kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
or just get the vasectomy. I mean, yeah, if I mean, if you're if you're if you're good to if go, you don't want and, kids. yeah, that's true. yeah, it's yeah. just like a quick fix. I mean, I'm sure you know that you know they say you get a limp for a few days, but it seems like a small price to pay to be able to at have the time a, that he a, was a, getting it fixed from the bite from the dog. He should have just got a vasectomy at the same time. Yeah, while he was in there, yeah. Um, so Cheryl leaves the room. He flips back to Girls Gone Wild and calls up a number and puts on this fake voice. It sounded like uh, kind of like his Popeye voice. He's um, only got a couple of voices, but yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, he also pretends to be someone who doesn't really understand <laughs> what he's even ordering. He's like, oh, I'm, I heard there's a video it's for a friend, something about w- girls. They've gone to the wilderness. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So he's ordered the videos. They're on the way. Yeah. Um, so he heads to his office. He comes in. He sees his secretary is crying. I think in this episode, we learned that her name is Antoinette. I'm not sure if we do that before. Yeah. This is a very weird conversation that they had. Yeah, right. Like uh, she says upset. to him that she's upset because she, she they broke up and she can't understand how it happened. But there is a reason. But she won't tell Larry what the reason is. So like she, there is a reason she won't tell Larry what the reason is. So when she says she can't understand, she does understand because she knows there's a reason. But like, how is Larry yeah. going to help if you don't tell him what the reason is? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I guess she's embarrassed about the reason because it's like very personal. It has to do with you know sexual performance, as we'll find out later. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about when, that now. Then that, that that part also doesn't make sense. So doesn't make, it makes no sense. Yeah, she, yeah. He broke up with her because he was unable to perform in bed. Well, because of premature ejaculation. But like, yeah. no, Number one, considering how upset she was about the breakup, it seems like she doesn't seem to be really concerned about it. He seems more concerned. And number two, like, why did this only become an issue at this point? They've been dating for so long that they were planning on getting married. And now it's all of a sudden an issue. Like, I don't really understand this. So unless it just became an issue. But like, if if it's always been this problem, then how did they last this long? And if it just became an issue, you know, there's doctors you can seek. And again, there's there's other options here. Yeah, you could get past this if you're, you know, if everything else in your your relationship. Larry David immediately solves it with with a condom, right? Like that probably means you didn't really make any effort. He's like, oh, I have a slight problem in my relationship. Should I see if I can fix the problem? No, let me break up with the person I'm supposed to marry. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, as I said before, it's even, it makes it even it would be one thing if she broke up with him because, you know, she yeah. wasn't getting sexually satisfied by him. But yeah. he it seems like he's the one who initiated the breakup. She's the one that's yeah. more upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it could just be like one of these like it was just getting really awkward and no one wanted to address it. And they just kind of drifted apart. Who knows? Um, anyway, um, she's going on and on. Larry's much more interested in how they get Mentos to taste so good. <laughs> um, she's you know not interested in her problems. He asks her if he could, if she could run some errands for him, including canceling his lunch with Jason Small. Um, and she wants to know what to tell him, and she says, "Make something up, like say maybe uh, my mother's unveiling is that day." Um, and then she says, "Oh, you got some mail. Girls gone wild, Larry." And she gives him a whole lecture about how disgusting it is. And he says, "Oh, I completely agree. This is for Jeff." Uh, so we head into uh, you know Larry's inner office, and Jeff comes in, and he gives Larry the uh, Everlast condoms, which yeah. he claims Larry, if he uses them, he will never stop. He'll be able to go all night. Yeah, but hold on. So um, Larry is afraid. He's not afraid to order Girls Gone Wild, but he's afraid to buy condoms. That's very odd, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's it, it makes some sense because that one that's more discreet because you can do it over the phone. He doesn't even use his own voice when he orders Girls Gone Wild yeah. over the phone. Um, so, so you know, if that's really how uncomfortable he is around these sorts of subjects, then you know, I guess I can understand. But you could I mean, probably just, buy condoms over the phone I, or on the internet. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, you could also just like yeah. go into any pharmacy and buy condoms from. Yeah, an he's anonymous buying person. all this like anal stuff for his wife. You know, like the various um, the other medical stuff that she's requested in the past. Yeah. Also, right, like the, the guy in the store is not going to think you're weird for buying condoms. He's going to yeah. think you're going to have sex with them. Yeah. Also, Jeff only gives them like three or four, which like doesn't learn any more than that, I would hope. Well, they, they last all night, so that, that should get him going for, you know, a long time. Well, I guess so. <laughs> Love how um, Jeff says he's not allowed to use these. His doctor prohibited it. 
Yeah. Also, why are Jeff and Susie using condoms? What's with all these people married using condoms? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Bill Simmons who said the whole point of getting married is so you don't have to use condoms anymore. <laughs> well, that's that's what uh, George says on Seinfeld, actually. Oh, so maybe I'm confusing yeah. with that. Okay. <laughs> George and Bill Simmons commonly mis- uh, confused for each other. Yeah, maybe I maybe he said something similar. Yeah. Once, but, I, mean, the, yeah. I mean, this entire concept of Larry being unable to open the condom, like this all literally happened in Seinfeld exactly between George and Susan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Larry just he, the main reason he doesn't like them, he says, is because they're uh, they're hard to get on. Yeah. Um, which will prove to be correct. Yeah. By the way, like, you know, w- without getting into too many personal details here, usually the condom application process is not like the like the sole responsibility of the man. Usually it's sort of a, you know, a joint exercise. Right. Um, yeah. Oh. It's also not rockets. It's also not rocket science. Yeah. Especially, you know, one would assume by this point in his life that Larry's had a little bit of experience with it. Yeah. Although it seems like maybe not because he doesn't yeah. seem to enjoy sex with a very young, attractive woman who he's married to. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Larry uh, asks Jeff about wandering bear. Jeff says, I'll give you the number, but don't tell him that you got it from me. He's not really happy with me right now because we won't pay his bill. Susie's very upset because he went over the estimate. Larry yeah. says, well, yeah, it's just an estimate. Like, that's, you know, that's how it works. But, you know, I, you know, not paying. Yeah. Uh, Jeff wants to know what's going on with the secretary. She was crying. Larry says, yeah, the her and her boyfriend broke up. Um, honestly, I'd like to do the same, but I can't fire her because she knows everything about me. My dietary habits, my web of lies and bullshit. Jeff agrees you're completely trapped. Yeah. Uh, and Larry says, oh, by the way, the, uh, the Girls Gone Wild video came and they're both very excited to uh, be able to go watch it. But this is also a plot that, that Kerb will recycle later when Larry's discussing whether he should break up with, with Cheryl or not, right? And he's afraid that she'll spread his uh, all the lies. And right. Yeah, Larry's very paranoid about being exposed as a liar, which he shouldn't really be because I think I'm pretty sure everybody knows Everybody that. knows he's a liar, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like when uh, I think they said that like uh, Tucker Carlson got sued for libel and like Fox News defended him in court saying, no, everyone knows Tucker Carlson is lying <laughs> on the show. Like this is not an actionable claim. No one yeah. would ever believe what he said. Um, yeah, so they head over to Jeff's house. Uh, they sit down to watch. Uh, before they're about to, Larry realizes that he's wearing the wrong glasses. I, I wish they would have come up with like a better reason why he had to leave the, ha- leave the house for a second because this is just idiotic. But anyway. Well, well, but you know what also is idiotic? Like why do Larry and Jeff want to watch porn together? Isn't that creepy? Yeah. Who watches porn yeah. together? <laughs> Very creepy. Um, yeah, I mean it's one thing if you're like 14 and like this is like, you know, new and this is the only way you're getting it. But like, yeah. Yeah, when, yeah like little – like. I mean, I think with, with younger kids, it's more common. Because I actually it's... remember um, I had a sleepover at my friend Ross's house when I was, you know, probably around 10 or so. And Ross had the adult channels. And so we were sort of playing this game with each other back at night. We were sitting like all night. We were watching TV and one of us would like quickly change to like the to the porn channel and then to Spice, I think it was called. And then quickly run out of the room laughing. The joke being, haha, look what I forced you to watch. Embar- like you know implying that neither one of us wanted to watch it and we did this back and forth a few times um over the course of the night and each time we'd be oh gross uh turn it back turn it back and then fast forward a couple hours later and we're both lying in bed chatting and we both came to the conclusion that we actually wanted to go watch it and so then we both climbed down and at one in the morning sat there eating popcorn watching it sort of the way larry and jeff are but again we were 10 not you know 50. yeah yeah i think that makes it very different um we had no way so- to uh, sort of uh conclude the uh the watching experience yes. that we knew about yet anyway <laughs> yeah um so um larry goes to get his glasses comes back in suddenly uh jeff realizes that oscar is missing and turns out that what must have happened is that larry left the door open and now oscar has left so they go to look to him for him they start driving around yelling his name um larry is annoyed that some guy that he is is also driving a prius prius 
that he waves to doesn't wave back, and he becomes very focused on it on this and decides to start following him. And while he's following him, unbeknownst to him, Oscar runs in front of the car, and Larry maybe hits him, maybe doesn't hit him. It's not really clear, but it seems like he probably did. Uh, but they decide, you know, he seems very, he seems fine right now. So, like, we don't want to, like, call attention to this. But, you know, obviously, you know, we'll continue to monitor him as we watch Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. And if we think that there's a problem, then we'll take him to the vet. Now, you described Cheryl wanting to have sex with Larry as, like, the craziest thing to, to happen on the show yet. Uh, to Not me, that he wants to have sex with Larry. That, like, she's been, like, pushing for it, and he's the yeah. one that's resisting. Yeah. Uh, to me, Larry deciding to follow another person who's driving <laughs> the same vehicle as him because that person didn't wave to him. That's the most insane thing Larry's done. Um, like, yeah. what is he going to do when he catches this person? Hot, yeah, it's like, oh, well, why did you? Yeah, there's no. Yeah, what's although, although later in the episode, he does something even crazier, which he's jogging down the street, not in a vehicle, and he waves to someone in a Prius as if right. they're supposed to know, oh, that's a guy who drives a Prius, even though he's not in it at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Larry says, I did not hit him. I did not hit that dog. It's bullshit. Yeah. So, OK, so we head back home and Larry's in bed post sex. And he's bragging about his performance and how it was worth laying off sex for so long, kind of like when Mickey Mantle was out for two months and then he came back and hit a home run in his first at bat. And he's really uh, tuned his own horn. Yeah. Cheryl comes in and she's not quite on the same page as Larry. She says something doesn't feel right. Her vagina feels completely numb. Um, and Larry figures out that it must have been the condom, which turns out has a numbing agent in it. That's how it makes you last so long. And he realizes he must have put it on inside out. Cheryl, of course, is furious at him. Larry's, you know, well, you know, I always say I know I have problems with condoms. That's why I didn't want to buy the condoms. You're the one who wants the condom. I never know how to put them on. Um, she's like, well, if you told me that you didn't know how to use them, then, you know, we could have figured something else out. But yeah, as I said earlier, I don't like how he's taking sole responsibility here for the application of the condom. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Jeff calls. Larry complains that the condom you gave me is uh, gave Cheryl, my, my wife, Cheryl, a numb vagina. Jeff says that's the least of our problems. Oscar is completely lethargic. He has an emasculated bark, and Susie knows that something is up. While this scene is happening, by the way, Jeff is talking on the house phone, hiding in, like, the laundry room. I always wonder, you know, like, during this scene and other times when this happens on the show, like, you know, shouldn't he be calling from his cell phone? Isn't he nervous? Like, Susie could pick up the phone and hear this whole conversation. Or Sammy, (laughs) or anyone else in the house. And then he's completely screwed. Yeah, maybe he has his own line. Mm. Um, Anyway, yeah, so it's... uh... So the next day now, we cut to, um, I guess it's the next morning, uh, Larry's still at home, and Cheryl comes out of the balcony, tells Larry, no go, vagina's still numb. Mm. Um, thankfully, uh, Wandering Bear has arrived. Mm. Larry says, first of all, uh, you should go demand payment from the Greens, and I guarantee you they'll pay. <laughs> um, I guess he's just trying to screw over Susie. I don't know. He's trying to buddy up to Wandering Bear. Right. Um Wandering Bear explains that there's an old Indian saying, what goes around comes around. (laughs) Larry says, actually, I think that's an English saying. Um, I don't know. You should ask Brett Kavanaugh. Maybe he speaks Indian. Yeah. Um, Now, here's the the other real leap that I don't really understand in this episode. How does Larry get from this is a gardener who is familiar with gardens. Therefore, he would be able to cure a vagina. Like, I don't understand, like, the logical how you get from point A to point B there. Yeah, I guess he just assumes that, like, he's, like, this mystical guy who's involved with herbs and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really (laughs) explain why Wandering Bear is presumed to have, you know, knowledge of, like, herbal remedies and, like, homeopathic And, of course, course he does, but it's sort of an insane, you know, 
It yeah. almost would have made more sense if Wandering Bear had just sort of overheard the conversation or something. Right. And, so oh, like, actually, because oh. for Larry to think to even ask is kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, so he tells him all about the condom and the dumb vagina. Uh, Wandering Bear asks for a pencil and paper. Laz, he has a pen. And they get into a little bit of a back and forth about whether those are the same or different. But, you know, eventually they, they both agree pen and pencil are the same, at least for this purposes. And Wandering Bear writes down the remedy for Cheryl. So we uh, fast forward later in the day. Larry's back at work and he tells her secretary, you know, you forgot to cancel lunch with Jason Small. He called my house and it was very embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, she apologizes. You know. she, he had told her to make up a lie during the scene where she's upset about her broken up boyfriend. And she says, so basically lie and pick up some mints. And he's like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, she she says, forgot the yeah, lying part. Yeah, he says, I have some uh, more errands for you to run. I need you to go pick up this package from somewhere, and I need to pick up uh, some uh, music sheets from Mel Brooks. Um, she says, you know, I've been getting these weird hangups on my answering machine, do you th- and I'm wondering, do you think it's my ex-boyfriend? Uh, Larry says, yeah, it's probably him. Uh, but they agree that she shouldn't make the first move, that like, you know, that'll make her look bad. Meanwhile, the phone is ringing, and by the time she answers, the line is dead. Yep. Also, uh, isn't there Star 69? Couldn't she figure out who was uh, calling and hanging up? Oh, uh, yeah, she could have tried that. I don't know if it was. Yeah, I guess that, that existed back then. Yeah. You know how I know. I just started a rewatch of Breaking Bad with oh. uh, Dr. Jen uh, oh. two nights ago. Is this, is this a rewatch for both of you or just for you? It's a rewatch for me. And she sort of started in the middle of the show, like season four or so. Uh-huh. So it's a it's a new watch for her, the early seasons. Got it. So she knows where it ends, but she never saw the beginning. More or less, but she doesn't really remember. Got it. I mean, she knows, like, you know, that, you know, she knows, she knows the, the, yeah, she knows that he becomes a drug dealer. Yes. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. And so, you know, uh, Jesse Pinkman does the call hang up uh, in, I think, episode one or maybe episode two. And as soon as Walt leaves the room, uh, you know, Skylar goes right for the star 69. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Skylar is very smart. Mm. Uh, yeah. Apparently smarter than Antoinette. Yeah. Yeah. So back over to Jeff's house and Larry comes in. He tells Jeff that Wandering Bear t- cured Cheryl's vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff wishes that he had magical powers over the vagina. <laughs> uh, Jeff says uh, Oscar's still not doing well. Susie took him to the vet, but I haven't told her anything about the car incident yet. Now, yeah. um, Larry gives Jeff back the condom, says, you know, they were no good. But Jeff says, you know, I can't use those anymore. My doctor told me I can't have them because it's bad for my heart to last that long. Yeah. <laughs> Now, um, do you feel bad for Susie or do you think this is good for Susie? Right. Like, is, is it better? Does she want to be having sex with Jeff or not? I'm not exactly clear on that. She may want to have sex with Jeff. She probably doesn't want to have sex with Jeff all night long. OK, if I have to guess. I mean, Jeff is not a guy that you would necessarily want to have sex with all night long. Yeah. No, I, that's be- what I'm saying. I don't know if I should feel bad for Susie or not. Yeah. You know? I think generally if, if your doctor says to you no more, you know, lengthy sexual encounters, usually that'd be bad news for your sexual partner. But yeah, in this circumstance, I'm not really sure. Yeah, although I guess the fact that, like, previous to that he was using them probably means that she was cool with it. Mm. Oh, because at least he didn't put them on inside out. (laughs) Right. Um, And he tells Larry that his five wood is coming in today. I guess for some reason they felt the need to, uh, you know, have some sort of continuity back to that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they make plans, uh, you know, and uh, later today we'll go pick it up together. Um, Susie comes back from the vet and she's peering in through the backyard window double doors as uh, some like uh, western music plays she comes in she says the vet says that the uh, that oscar's voice that box is completely damaged as if someone tried to strangle him and she accuses larry of trying to choke him as rev- as revenge for biting his penis 
Um, Larry says that's completely ridiculous. And in what is kind of like a pretty brilliant move, he uses what actually happened as the cover story for this accusation. He said, like, you know, well, maybe she, maybe he got hit by a car. Well, how do you get hit by a car? How do you have a car? Well, maybe someone left out, left the door open. Maybe it was Jeff. Jeff would never leave open the door. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty clever what he does here by using the truth as his uh, his defense. Yeah. Uh, um, Susie is not convinced. She's certain that something happened to him, and she's also pretty certain that Larry must have been involved in some way, uh, which is correct. Yeah, every time Susie is suspicious of Jeff and Larry doing something, it's because they've done something, just not yeah. usually exactly what she suspects about having done. Yeah, she's usually uh, not far off the mark. Uh, so we're back home. Cheryl's out getting the mail and sees Wandering Bear. He asks her how her vagina is doing, and she very uncomfortably tells him that it's getting better. Um, Larry comes over to her and she tells him, you know, he just asked me about, you know, what a vagina, what's the deal with that? Um, he's more focused on whether or not Cheryl thanked him than the, uh, the conversation itself. Uh, but nonetheless, he still goes over to Wandering Bear and tells him, you know, that really wasn't a very smart idea. I don't know how it is with American Indians, but the Jew generally doesn't ask other men's wives about their vagina. Uh, Wandering Bear's rebuttal is that the white man doctor will not only ask about the vagina, he will look at it. Larry says that's a very good point and thanks him for his service. Uh, the secretary comes over, Antoinette, she comes over. Um, he has, she has the papers, but she forgot the music sheets for Mel's office. Um, Larry shoots her out like a little bit and she like completely unravels. Uh, she says she's quitting. She's going to tell Cheryl about the girls gone wild. She's going to tell everyone about all the lies he ever told. And she gets in her car. She drives away as Larry chases her down the street, but to no avail. Uh, Cheryl comes out, sees Larry in this panic and wants to know what's going on. He says, she's going to tell everybody my lies and my deceit. I said terrible things about so many people, about you and Jeff and Susie and Louie, everybody I know. What an unforced error here by Larry. Yeah. Cheryl's like, oh, what did you say about me? He (laughs) says, oh, not not you, the other people. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Larry concludes that to solve this, he needs to go speak to the boyfriend and get them back together because that's the root cause of all of this. So he heads over to the hospital to see Marvin. Um, he's played by Joey Slotnick, who uh, I recognized from. He was in uh, a couple seasons of Boston Public. Do you remember that show back? Yes, in the day? I do remember that. I just quoted that show the other day, actually. Oh, yeah. Do you so? Do you remember this guy or no? Yeah, I mean, he is such a Jew face, honestly, <laughs> which does yeah. make sense because remember Antoinette had told us years ago that she preferred Jews because they make the best husbands. Oh, there you go. Um, so she probably would not be interested in his Boston Public character, who is uh, someone who was a teacher who had a uh, affair with one of the, with a student. Mm. So uh, not ideal. Yeah, I guess he figured the student wouldn't know any different uh, vis-a-vis premature ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's no, that's how long it's supposed to last. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we, you know, they sit down. He wants to know what happened. And after resisting a few times, he admits the problem was sexual and explains uh, what happened. Larry says, oh, you know, I could help because I've had every sexual problem known to mankind. And Marv explains that when the race begins, I'm already right at the finish line. Yeah, uh, Again, which is makes, makes no sense why, how and why they broke up over this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the perfect problem to have, because Larry is able to just reach into his pocket and pull mm. out an Everlast condom yeah. and hand it to him. And that will solve your problem. You'll be able to last all night. Mm. Um, so, yeah, looks like Larry uh, solved the problem here. Uh, we head over back to Jeff's house and Larry wants to know what's going on with Oscar. Susie jumps in, says he's not good. And I know you did something. Uh, suddenly the door knocks, uh, it's wandering bear. Susie doesn't want him here, but Larry welcomes him in with open arms. 
Uh, he wants to get paid. You know, the greens keep refusing. And Susie threatens him, you know, get the dog over here. I, I guess she's going to, like, have the dog uh, attack the <laughs> attack the man because he's uh, asking for money. But turns out he's still useless. He doesn't bark. He's, you know, still lethargic. Yeah. Um, Not a great look for Susie, by the way. Um, she tries to sick a dog on the, um, you know, Native American who comes into her house. And then she says to him, wandering elk or whatever the fuck your name is. So very racist, Susie. Not, not okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he offers, uh, he says, okay, maybe I could take a look at the dog. He does some, just like, he just like pulls out like some leaf that's in his pocket and like kind of like waves it near the dog. And lo and behold, the bark is fixed. Mm. Uh, but then the Oscar immediately looks over at Rat Larry, sets his eyes on him and starts barking loudly at him and chasing after him because I guess he knows that Larry's the one that attacked him with his car, which doesn't even make sense because yeah. like, how would he know who the driver was? Yeah. Also, just uh, yeah, Jeff was also in the car. Uh, he recognized the vehicle. He was a Prius. He knows. Uh, it's just it's crazy the the level of skill. Like I mean, he's such a Renaissance man, Wandering Bear, right? Cures. Um, you know, he's a gardener. He's a vagina healer. He's a dog healer. I mean, the dog seemed to have a serious medical issue, and it just took a little bit of rubbing. He didn't even use any potions, did he? Yeah. Even a Something. even a vet even a vet could yeah. fix it. And this guy just like says like, oh, here's like some plan. Yeah. He deserves yep. to pay to everything uh, that he asked for Susie Ann more. Yeah. Okay. So Av. How do you rank this episode? It's a little up and down. You know, it has some very funny moments, some very memorable moments. Wandering Bear is very memorable. I'm going to put this as just like a very middle of the pack episode and give it pretty, pretty, pretty good. Three pretties out of five. Meaty part of the curve. Yeah, I'm exactly the same place as you. It's almost exactly in the middle of the 38 episodes we've seen so far. Uh, 39, including the intro. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good, just as you said. I think we'll also agree on the come with guy. For me, the come with guy has to be Wandering Bear, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's no other option here. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, you know, the, the episode is named for him. Um, you know, I you know, I think both of us in general, like if there's if there's a character that just appears in that episode, like our preference is to like kind of give it to that guy unless they just doesn't make well, sense. Well, if he cures so. dogs and vaginas, I mean, what more do you yeah, want? Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying even in general. But yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he's clearly the, the star of this episode. He's, you know, everything he touches turns to gold, almost literally. Um <laughs> So, yeah, he's he's the clear come with guy. No question. I guess the next question is, who is the worst person? Um, I think I would just give it to uh, Antoinette, the uh, the assistant. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think she's been either before. So it's nice to get her involved, given that she's a recurring character. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, she's just, you know, she's she's screwing up at work. She's. Her and her boyfriend have broken up for very weird reasons. Um, maybe, you know, there's more that's going on here, so we don't really know. Uh, but she's screwing up with Larry. She, you know, he, he's upset at her. She's going to expose all of his secrets and lies because he's annoyed that his assistant can't do her job well. Um, yeah, she's the, she's the worst person in this episode. And I say that, you know, she's usually she's not the best assistant, but she's usually at least like competent. And she just wasn't in this episode. And it uh, leads to some bad results for Larry. Yeah, I mean, I guess tolerating Larry would mean that you're sort of by definition competent. For me, I, I didn't really see a clear worst person. I mean, you give it to Susie. Uh, she doesn't pay her workers. Uh, she's racist. But you're right. I mean, Antoinette is a bad assistant who threatens to ruin him. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to vote for Antoinette. Um, yeah, because uh, Susie's always bad. And yeah, I, I think you've said this before. Like, for Susie to be the worst person, she's really got to rise above sort of the usual Susie standard. 
Yeah, and also here, you know, other, you know, the, the wandering bear thing, like who the hell knows what really happened there. Mm. Um, with the stuff with Larry, I mean, she's right. Like Larry hit her, like, they injured her dog and are not telling her, and there could be a serious medical problem for this dog that obviously she cares about. That they're, you know, like they can't even diagnose him properly because Larry and Jeff are not giving her the facts. Yeah, I think there should be um, uh, assistant and employer confidentiality here. And Antoinette's threatening to violate it, so that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very Antoinette, nice. you are the worst person of uh, episode of season four, episode eight. Yeah. All right. Is it time for us to go to the mailbag? Uh, postman! Yeah. Postman, uh, come yeah, here! here Tell the yeah. neighborhood! Right. Let me pull it up. Our first email is from Zach Brooks. He said he wants to know what is more outdated, palm pilots or porno tapes? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen uh, any of uh, Girls Gone Wild? Um, I've seen clips. I don't, I've never like watched them, gotten like a real video, but like, yeah, I've like clicked links that were like good girls got wild videos in my life. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, when we were in the same college together, there was like a network of where you could like download all these kinds of videos and stuff. And I would download literally every single thing that was on the network and burn it to a CD. And I mean, literally I, I have albums and albums of, of these burnt, uh, movies that I've never watched any of them, like just the dumbest random movies that no one's ever heard of. And I remember coming across girls gone wild one day. I'm looking at him like, well, that's a strange thing to be on here. Like, why would you need this when there's like so much other if, if your interest is pornography, there's many other, you know, avenues of it available for access. And so I didn't download it. And then I said to myself, you know what? You've downloaded every other damn thing on this network. There's no reason you shouldn't download this one as well. <laughs> so I did download it and I have it on a CD somewhere in a, in a binder somewhere. So I should uh, I don't I, I don't remember after having watched it, but maybe I should go take a look for for research purposes. So are you saying that what you have are binders full of women? Yes. I, <laughs> yes. Well done. That's exactly what I have. Yeah. Binders um, full of uh, wild girls. Yes. Binders full of girls. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Zach goes out to say, he says, good episode, but the dog storyline didn't really make any sense. He gives it 3.5 pretties. He says, very excited for the survivor next week. Mm, uh, yes. Yep. That is true. Um, although I will say if, uh, you know, the uh, unthinkable happens, I have a feeling we're not going to be doing an episode next week. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm going to be in the mood. So, so we're, we're going to be like uh, the NFL players and we're going to be protesting. Supposedly. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, I, that's what I heard. Um, all right. Uh, last email is from who else? Olin Allen. He says the episode packed a lot in, but seemed to be quite gently paced for a supposedly cringe comedy. I don't know if I cringe as much as buddies, Larry and Jeff sitting down to watch some softcore porn together. Um, it may have been that Wandering Bear had a strong calming presence that helped make it an enjoyable but relaxed watch, delivering one of the greatest lines as well. For Come With Guy, he says, obvious pun here with the viewing of College Girls Gone Wild, but seriously, it has to be Wandering Bear, giving reasonable estimates, helping with your dog, and curing one's wife, one's wife vagina without needing to even look at it. Uh, villain of the Week, he says, Antoinette, so we're, everyone's on the same page. Very rude and unprofessional and not compartmentalizing the private and work life, unreasonably entering into blackmail. And he gives it just like us, three out of five. So everyone's on the same page. Uh, Zach a little bit higher than us, but everyone in the right range. Everyone agrees on the come with and the villains of this week. Yep. All right. Next week, we, uh, as already Zach mentioned, we will have The Survivor, uh, an episode that I think when we started, this was one of them that we were really, really excited to do. Um, before I'd ever seen uh, a single episode of Survivor, this was one of my favorite episodes of the show. Uh, I see Vulture ranked it the second best episode ever. So did um, another list I have over here. Um, what is this? Geek Legacy. Um, the first time, in fact, the first many times that I had seen this episode, 
I had no idea who the person was who was playing the survivor from the television show Survivor. Right. Um, and I, I didn't even know if he actually was on the show Survivor, if he, you know, if he was just an actor or if he really was on the show or not. Uh, it turns out that uh, not only was he on the show Survivor, but it turns out that on Survivor he was pretty, 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 pretty good. 